Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Are you ready to talk Padres baseball? We've got you covered. Today, it's the earliest show of the season as the Padres get ready to play their last game ever at Turner Field against the Braves. And since Annie Heilbrun's hosting today for her second day in a row, you will know who she is. Let us know what, who the girl is and what her tr- Twitter profile is. Alongside Annie is the one and only, one-of-a-kind Bill Center. I am one of the few sports writers still living who's a hunt and peck type And rounding up the crew, it's Bob Scanlon. Last to be mentioned in the open, but first in his own mind. Hey, when you're that guy, if you're, just, you're the big gun in the clubhouse and the big guy in the lineup, then you've got to live with that responsibility. Now, coming to you from the AMR studio inside the Western Metal Supply Company building, it's Padre Social Hour with your hosts, Annie Heilbrun, Bill Center, and Bob Scanlon. Good morning, Nikki. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to Padres Social Hour. Thursday morning, bright and early. Rise and shine. Drink your coffee. Uh, eat your breakfast. Annie, I'm actually <laughs> buying it. You know what? Right. You bring so much uh, uh, sunshine and excitement. I'm actually waking. Thank you. I, I don't know about that, but <laughs> I will say that the donuts that Scan brought probably brought the sunshine and the That's attention. Right. At least it's <laughs> overcast, so you're not baking. Oh, in my the gosh. That was my biggest fear coming in here today. I'm like, oh, it's going to be so hot. Yeah. You know, if not the early hour, not the anything. Although this is the earliest show of the season. So congratulations. These I are the real warriors here, huh? The real, I think it's real warriors. Have we ever done an earlier show, Seth? No, we have had a eight in the morning one last okay. year as well. But All right. Once. I bet you were on the eight in the morning one last year as well. He was. Yeah. That doesn't surprise me. Are you a morning person, Scans? I have to be. I've got kids. Okay. I have no choice. Okay. <laughs> and Bill is because he just is, no right. matter what. He's I'm a disciplined individual. Annie, yourself? Not so much. I mean, I, I like the <laughs> morning. Not so much. <laughs> I like the morning. It's just harder for me to get up. I had a hard time falling asleep. You know when you're, you're afraid that you're going to miss it? I thought I was just going to miss the show. Well, I'd be. You set the alarm. Yeah. <laughs> you still wake up every 15 minutes thinking yes. that you've overslept, and you're up, exactly. and you're up. Exactly. Uh, okay. So, but we thank everybody for tuning in. If you're out there, we need to hear from you. This is a morning where we really want you to be social, so tweet us, hashtag PadresSH. You can also join the chat on Padres.com slash social hour. Don't be tweeting from the car. Don't be tweeting from the car. Don't tweet and drive. <laughs> Safety first. <laughs> Safety first. <laughs> exactly. Um, if you're around and you can figure out a way into the building, which you probably can't right now because no, the team store is closed, we will give you a donut, though, if you can. So that's not that's not, <laughs> that's not telling anyone to break in. Wait a minute, you just but if you get in, you gave away Bill's donut right, <laughs> right there, exactly. just so you know. Because yeah. he didn't give away mine, Annie. He's not. They're not giving away yours. Yeah, Seth definitely not Seth giving away mine. Seth got his. Yeah, so. yeah. yeah. I already right. ate mine. <laughs> he already ate his. There's sprinkles on his cheek right now. Well, the Padres are going for Game Three here of the series. Nine game stretch they're in. They go to Los Angeles after this. They take on the Dodgers. Not not so well. The last two games, unfortunately, the starting pitcher got the hook early in both of those games, but today could be a little bit different. So game three of the series down there at Turner Field. Are you are you pumped, guys? Are you thinking that this one might be different? I'd like to see him play <laughs> a little harder than he did <laughs> last night. I don't know about you. The lack of energy there, Bill? Yeah, I, th- I thought so. You know, I think there's a couple of things going on. First of all, look, it's summer. 
right? right? Yeah. It's hot. You've got a bunch of young guys that are starting to play in a part of the year that they've never played in before. This right. is different. Absolutely. They're and into September. They're for into the first September. September. Exactly. It's a longer yeah. season. The other thing is they're playing at a higher level than they've ever played before. Right. Let's face it. In AAA, there are days where you don't feel all that well. You can mail it in. It's not the end of the world. Uh, at the big league level, you can't mail it in. Yeah. You've right. got to show up every single day, and you're playing the best of the best. So I think there's some of that going on, along with one other thing also. we got to remember, they just got done playing the Cubs. They just got done playing the Marlins, two right. teams that are playoff contenders. <laughs> right. And they you get up for those games. Now you're playing the Atlanta Braves. <laughs> so I, I think there's a lot of things that are – A little are, bit of a mental letdown. Yeah. I and they so. got the Dodgers coming it's up. It's adding to the malaise. Right. Yeah. And they, and they got fly, – they fly now to L.A. to play the Dodgers. Well, they better get up for that. Right. Well, Yeah. For sure, especially because the Dodgers now are in the race. They're trying, obviously, leading the division. Well, over the last month, they play an awful lot of games against teams that need wins to get to the playoffs. Right, they could be spoilers. Yeah, they could be spoilers. Nothing or, yeah, that, I mean, yeah. they could be spoilers. Yeah. But Red Sox, Dodgers, Giants, they've got like uh, four, 13 games or something with those three teams. So, yeah. yeah. But that's a, that's a good experience for these young guys. I think right. it's important right. that they play these teams. I'd rather see them doing that. And if they get their ears pinned back, so be it, as long as they're playing hard, playing aggressive, and learning from right. the experience so that next year they say, oh, we've been here, but we've played Plus, these guys. You, the Padres also find out more about what they've got playing against really good teams. Which is what this is all about. Right. And, and can I just extend that point that you just made? Is the bar being raised, is, is there a different measuring stick now for what should constitute a member of this roster? And the reason I ask that is because when you go from being, okay, we, we want to be contenders. Right. Right? We want to be competitive every year. Right. This front office has said we're done being competitive, which is refreshing to me. Right now. So at that point, do you start saying, okay, not this guy's good. He may be better than the second baseman, better than the shortstop we had, like whatever, pick the position. Is this guy – what we need on a World Series championship caliber team. I totally team. agree with you. You're yeah. not looking for the next best guy. Right. You're looking for the guy that can get you there eventually. And I think it's different, Bill. Right. I, 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 th I totally agree with yeah. you. Yeah, so I, I, that's the measuring stick. Now. You're not looking for the next shortstop that can play shortstop. You're looking for the guy that do we bring him up a little bit early and start, because he's going to be the shortstop. And he team. has to be. Right. I'm not just he's going right. to fill the spot and he's totally. going to do fine for us. Right. Is this part of a championship team? Right. Is this a member of a guy that's yeah. going to bring that's a World Series trophy totally to the city? I totally agree with you. But on that note, you had Andy Green the other day saying that he felt like guys weren't really fighting to get good at bats. They weren't really, you know, it, it seems like they're slumping offensively. It's, I know you wrote about how, Bill, oh. it's not been a very good month for anybody at the plate. And so I look at this team where you've got a roster full of guys that no one knows if they're going to, you know, be back next year, really. They should be competing for their jobs. So why aren't you seeing more of a fight? Why aren't you seeing more we got to show what we have here just so that we can make a big league roster. Well, I think that what Scan said, they've now had three straight trips, long trips to, long, the, yeah. to the east at a bad time. Yep. I think they're a little bit wiped out right now. And they just played a really good series against the Marlins. They're going to L.A. I really think I agree with you yeah. that – there's a little bit of a letdown there in Atlanta. Which and is there there's not anybody there to play before. It's not a good team. Yeah. 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 Is there something, too, I mean, as a player, too, just you're in September. You're just kind of a little bit checked out. You're just a little done. Well, yes and no. I mean, you, it, this is the test. I mean, you're right. physically tired. That, you're yeah. mentally tired. There's no question about it. How do you respond? It. But you brought up a great point, Annie, in terms of, you know, th this is the time of year where you're fighting for a spot. Right. But a lot of these guys, you have to remember, the majority of these guys are walking into the clubhouse every day, not really wondering. Yes, they're wondering, where am I in the, am I in the lineup? 
where are I, where am I going to hit in this lineup? But for a lot of these guys, am I on the roster today? Right. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, am I walking into the clubhouse waiting right. to get that tap on the shoulder? Hey, uh, Skip needs to talk to you. Although you know, hey, AJ's here right. and, he, right. and he wants to have a word with you. And that's now exhausting it, in itself, right? Very much so. Yeah. And, and the biggest conversation right now, instead of who's up, who's hitting, who's pitching, what are we going to do, how are we going to win this game? Bill, you know this. There's a lot right. of conversation going that on. That happens a lot in July and August. But now that we the, it, the calendar turned over, it clicked into September today, and you sort of know now you're going to be here. Now it's time to really. But the other question starts <laughs> coming up because you mentioned <laughs> September. Right. So here's the other question. Instead of talking about who's pitching today, the question is, who are we calling up? Right. right. Who who's are we taking a look at? Who, who is the team taking a look at instead mm-hmm. of me? Right. Mm-hmm. Who am I competing against? Right. Which guys do they like more than me? Am I going to be a part of this thing? There, there are a lot of dynamics going yeah. on in that clubhouse right now, and very few of them, quite frankly, are focused on how are we going to win this baseball game. Right, <laughs> right. <laughs> very much so. Right. I, I totally agree with you. And I think it is, although, a good point that both of you made, too, that you are, you're not really looking for that position player. You're looking for how are you building that roster for when we're contenders and right. when we're winning down the road yep. and we're, we're where we want this organization to be. Um, okay, so really quickly on the game last night, that was really good. Paul Clemens just did not have a good outing. He got the hook, I think, what was it, the, thir- the third, fourth inning? Yeah. I don't 88 know. pitches in, in under four innings. Well, he got his work in. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. He pitched like I golf. <laughs> I get my money's worth. Yeah. I, you know, I get 140 strokes. strokes in for yeah. exactly. Yeah, for I don't you. get cheated, yeah. you know. So both he I was – but I was Go counting ahead. his pitches there for a while because yeah. it's like, yeah. this is unbelievable. You know what's interesting, though? After the game, he said that he had a great bullpen session, that he felt so good coming in. He thought this was going to be the game, that he was going to go deep. <laughs> he was telling the reporters, you know, I, I thought I had this one. This one was – I felt good. And it just reminded me of something you said. Like, you, before a game, it doesn't really matter. You could feel the best you've ever felt, and you go out there, and you just don't have your best stuff. It can be the kiss of death. Yeah. Amy. You know, you're right. coming up. <laughs> <laughs> you've you've seen his post game interview. Clemens' right. post game interviews <laughs> yes. are really sort of unusual. It's almost like they're entertaining. Were you at the same ball game <laughs> I was at? Yeah, <laughs> right. No, it's true. And I, a lot of pitchers do this, and I shouldn't say just pitchers, players in general. And I watch these guys talk sometimes, and, right. and I'm thinking exactly what you said. But look, are you? that delusional of your performance today? There you go. Yeah. Or are you just <laughs> trying to make yourself feel better, which I understand because you got to do, because right. this game will tear you down. Right. So you do have to do some positive self-talk right. <laughs> over the course yeah. of the season. So I'm just wondering, are you just trying to make yourself feel better? Yeah. Or are you really have no clue? His, but that, his no, are you're very right, though. unusual. Yeah. I mean, his, his interviews are very <laughs> unusual after games. Yeah, but he was—he didn't have it right from the get-go. Oh, no. I mean, no. you look at the box score, and it's kind of interesting because it doesn't look that disastrous. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, three innings, a couple runs crossed. Right. Well, that's not that. Yeah. But then when you actually are watching it and seeing how it's developed, All over it's, the from place. the very first pitch, he's right. yanking it three feet <laughs> outside. Right. The I'm like, whoa. Uh, Jose Dominguez came in, bases loaded situation, mm-hmm. got the team out of it. That was good. But then Quackenbush allowed four I believe when he <laughs> took them out. Right, so they all well, they, they all <laughs> and Mauer allowed a couple. Mauer allowed right. a couple, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but we're th- yeah, that, yeah. That, that, that yeah. hurts. Right. I mean, and guys take pride in li- in giving up other people's runs. Right, right. Any good bullpen guy, you ask him what his ERA is. I don't care what my ERA is. You know what I care about? I inherited care about how many runners, inherited right. runners have yeah, I picked up my, my teammates. So th- this is one where you go home at night and and you really feel bad. Quack feels bad right now. I mean, not because his ERA goes up, because he knows he's let down his teammates. Yeah. Worth mentioning, though, Oswaldo Arcia, who got another home run last night. He's really the only one that's 
had any run situation in the last two games. Good one man show. <laughs> yeah, it's right. a one man show. He had a two run home run on Tuesday, yeah. and also an RBI. And then yesterday he had a he had a home run. So you know, nice to see. Uh, I, Bill, you got anything? No, I, you know what? <laughs> the book on him is he's an all or nothing type player. He doesn't hit for a lot of average, but he can drive the mm. ball a long way. Yeah, he's. Uh, I'm watching him, and I I always watched hitters with an. Uh, from the pitcher standpoint, how would I get this guy out? How would mm-hmm. I face him? What's he trying to do? And some guys are guess hitters. Yeah. All guys are guess hitters to a certain level, but some guys guess more than others. And when he guesses right, he's got a lot of pop. <laughs> right. <And> when he guesses <laughs> so wrong, he's not It doesn't close. go anywhere exactly. <laughs> right. So it could be an all or nothing such situation. A, yeah. Such a good way to put it, too. Such a <laughs> <laughs> hey, guys, just we're kind of just seeing how it goes. His, here, you know? <laughs> his career strikeout yeah. to hit ratio is very interesting. Yeah. Because yeah. when he hits the ball, it's like shimp. He goes a long way. Yeah. Right. But there are a lot of strikeouts to get to that one. And that's the problem. Right. And that's when you have to start asking yourself as an evaluator, is this right. a guy that the power will continue to play at the big league level and it's worth it? We're going to get 20 right. to 25 home runs because they will catch up to enough <laughs> mistakes? Or is it a thing of, look, at the big league level, they're going to figure you out. These guys make less mistakes. They're going to take more advantage. So you're going to have even the lower batting average and less opportunities to display that power because right. there's less cookies for them to Schiff jump on. So doesn't bother me as much because he gets on base by the walk. He gets on base. His on-base percentage is very high. It's very interesting right. the way he does it, right? But yeah. you can't have a whole team of players like Schimpf and our because you got to – I mean, Schimpf gets on base. Arcia not so much right. over right. the course of his career. you got to have guys get on base in front of those – all-or-nothing hitters. You know what's fascinating to me, Bill? It took him so long to get to the big leagues, and yet when you look at his style of play, he isn't right. he the prototypical money ball guy? Yeah. In terms of what do they value? They want to see home runs and, and RB- walks. And RBIs. Yeah, on base percentage before RBIs right, in a lot of cases. Right, but they right? want but they want the run production and the walk. Yeah, so it just seems strange to me. Maybe it's because it's a little bit of a changing era. But, uh, but you know, there, there's a lot of elements to his game. But the thing that surprises me in watching him hit, he actually has some very good hitting mechanics. I don't look at him as a guy that has a whole lot of holes in his swing. I love the way he uses his lower body. I love the way that he keeps his hands You're back. Schimpf? Schimpf, I'm right. sorry, yes. Uh, so there's a lot of positive yes. things that I see there that surprises me that his average hasn't been a little bit higher. He he looks great, and, I mean, he hits the ball hard, yeah. and he swings through a lot of pitches, which yeah. is a little it's a little surprising. Which is why we were talking about guest hitters earlier right. with Arcia. I'm thinking that he may fall into that same category, uh, but he has more fundamentally sound mechanics right. so that he catches up to more pitches. He doesn't have to rely on getting the absolute meatball cookie to crush. He's hit some really tough pitches yes. as well, which is why I think when he guesses right, even if the pitcher makes his pitch, because he's mechanically sound and strong, he's still able to hit home runs. And when you listen to him in a post-game interview, mm-hmm. he's talking about what he was looking for. Right. A lot of times when he yeah. hit, when he has a big hit, he starts talking, well, I was looking for, and most players are, will say, well, I was just trying to put the ball in play. But Schimpf is saying, I was looking for, and that's what I got, and there it went. And that's how it Our happens. Are pitchers going to figure Schimpf out more? As uh, pretty hard to figure out a guess hitter. <laughs> <laughs> right, but you can start watching guys' patterns and figuring them out. Right. I mean, and that's where you start taking your own notes and you start tracking it and saying, oh, you know, you know what makes a difference here, Bill? Right. If you're in the bullpen, you should be able to see and watch how he's reacting to certain things. His bat speed will let you know. When he's behind in the count, 
He's taking fastballs. He's sitting off speed. He's, he's expecting to be worked right. backwards. As a pitcher, you can watch him and sort of figure out what he is trying to guess for. So this is where the cat and mouse starts right. kicking in. Or if he's guessing slider, then you're thinking, okay, I might throw him a slider, but it's going to be. There you go. All right. Well, we're going to keep this conversation going, and we have a lot more to get to in the show. We want to give a shout-out to Ghost of Booze Bayer. He says he's here. He's streaming. He's got his headphones on. His coworkers are curious, but we're into it. Keep streaming. We like it. Thanks, Ghost. <laughs> All right. We want more people to uh, make their coworkers guess what's going on there. So make sure you tweet us in, hashtag PadresSH. Let us know if you have any questions for Bob or Bill. They are the experts over here on the couch. And we want to remember, join the Padres in celebrating the 80th anniversary of the Pacific Coast League and the legendary Ted Williams on Wednesday, September 7th, when the Padres take on the Red Sox, purchase a special theme game ticket package, and receive a limited edition PCL throwback jersey presented by Fanatics. Tickets at Padres.com slash theme games. We've got a lot more to get to. Tweet us at hashtag PadresSH. We'll be right back. Before every game, get your Padres talk on with us. This is Padres Social Hour. And welcome back to Padres Social Hour here in the Western Metal Supply Building at Petco Park. The Padres are in Atlanta getting ready for game three against the Braves. And then they head to Los Angeles, back to the Cali lifestyle. And then <laughs> it's the Red, it is the Red Sox next week. That th Talk about right. a team that's fighting for something and that's going to come here, and the Dodgers as well. Well, but both of them. Yeah. The six straight games yeah. against teams that are really, I mean, have a lot at stake. Like, so good. like Bob said, learn learn you know, it's, it's going to go exactly. one of two ways. And that's what I want to <laughs> see young players in yeah. these games that, you know, even if you lose, I want to see how you react to these games. Yeah. Now, I thought that we saw a little bit of overreaction during the Cubs series. I thought we yeah. saw guys that were trying to do a little bit too much. Pressing too much. Which, right. which yeah. is fine because I'd rather see that than guys backing down and playing intimidated. Right. Yeah. Guys playing scared. Oh, I can't do that anymore. Oh, right. i got to be careful with this. We didn't see that. We saw a little bit of over-exuberance at times on some things, but I'd rather see that on yeah. young right. players. All right, well, we've got one more game here at Turner Field, and then Turner Field goes away. It's, it's, it's done. I mean, not after the Padres series, but this is the last time the Padres are going to play there. So Georgia Tech will actually take over that site. They're going to build a football stadium on the actual site right. of the stadium here, and then there's going to be a baseball stadium as well. Their Georgia Tech's baseball field will be where the old Fulton County Stadium was. Which, so. is, which is cool. Right. So just keep that going. But we got to thinking here because the Braves are moving – to the Burbs, they're going to move, what is it, 30 miles? To the north. To the north, so they're leaving downtown. And we're going to get to some of the good memories uh, of Turner Field in a little bit. But do you like <laughs> – That won't take <laughs> a lot. <laughs> that won't take a lot. Although we've got some <laughs> – I think it will lead into something else. I'll, you'll, you'll see it when we, when we show the clip. But do you like this, this trend of moving to the Burbs? Now the stadiums are going to have – there's more like hotels. There's, there's uh, movie theaters. There's more of a shopping center vibe. Like they're moving out of downtown – and into the burbs where I guess a lot of season ticket holders might be or are, but it's going to be more of like a complex sort of thing. Well, that's the newest trend. I mean, the trend was to move teams downtown from, from regions to downtown like Petco Park. Right. I like downtown personally. I like you walk out the door and you can walk. You, you get a, a sense of the city. Well, but what do you guys think? Yeah, I, I think that there's good in both because, one, uh, it's very hard for somebody like from El Cajon or from the North County to fight the traffic to get down here and find Oh, parking. yeah, true. So, I mean, for somebody who lives downtown, it's great having the ballpark down here. Yeah. It's sort of hard sometimes to find parking. Yeah. Uh, uh, it, 
in close to the ballpark. But I do like the atmosphere of being. I like the skyline, just the right. feel of it. Right. Exactly. Pittsburgh you know, is perfect. Cross the river the from. Yes. Oh. Yeah, but the I think there's a whole different dynamic that's going on here also, and we're talking about whether we like it as a fan being downtown or being out in the suburbs. And I think a little. Look, I I hate as a player having to drive 40 minutes to get to the ballpark like right. in Atlanta and you're fighting traffic oh. the yeah, whole way oh in. Yeah, oh, for sure. And I know fans don't like it either. Right. But I think the other part of this, and especially in the Braves situation, and they're modeling the St. Louis Cardinals, the Padres came into downtown and they revitalized the downtown district. Right. Certain people have made some shrewd investments in the, in the real estate down here. <laughs> yeah, and you think? <laughs> the Braves are doing the same thing. This is not about so much what is going to be best for the fans. Right. This is about, you know what? we got a chance to buy a big chunk of land, and, and we're going to develop right. it ourselves. And develop it how we all want it. All those hotels, yeah. all those restaurants, everything out there. This, right. is, this is a real this estate is investment right. play by the Atlanta Braves. They are property managers now. Yeah, And, th- and good for them because not right. only are they creating a, what should be a better fan experience mm-hmm. overall, but they're going to reap all the rewards for it. Mm-hmm. And hopefully that money goes back into building their team. Right. And so this is going to be a, a revenue generator for them as well. So I, I think that is as much as anything the underlying factor here. This is this is a big money play for a lot of these teams. That's true. You do get a percentage, I'm sure, of all of that or whatever you're building. Or there's, I'm sure there's well some They don't get a percentage. It's right. it's they get driven. all of it. They get all of it. It's that's the percentage. <laughs> that's what the they are doing is driven by uh. the ball club. The whole complex is driven by – the ball club being the, yeah. the stadium being right. this. And again, I use so the Cardinals kind of as an example. Up. Yeah. yeah, right. Because St. Louis did it, Bill, and, and we've been out there. Remember right. when they first mm-hmm. they couldn't finish the outside part? I mean, that was right. a big revenue drain yeah. on them, not being able to get that little village that they have out there in the outfield put together. Now it is, and now fans have a place to go and spend even more money. Right. And the, the club just takes it all in. Yeah, I haven't been to a lot of baseball stadiums and not like that exactly, but um, where the Patriots play, it's the same sort of deal where. It's like, you know, these cute little residential houses that have been there forever. And then there's the stadium and a, a nice hotel and a shopping center. And it is kind of cool because you can stay in the hotel, go to the shopping center, and you're still kind of in this residential neighborhood. You see the neighbors mm-hmm. putting up their signs, go <laughs> Patriots or whatever. So it's kind of cool in that sense. And like you said, you have everything at your fingertips. So, But as you, you know, in a business sense, yeah, I mean, it seems like you're setting your franchise up to be able to invest back in itself. Absolutely. I mean, that's a revenue generator. And that's a good thing for baseball. Right. I mean, because now you should have less people on the dole. You have to have less revenue sharing with right. some of those teams. Now, I'm sure they set them up in such a way that some of, the, some of those payments don't go on their books as a, as a baseball <laughs> operation, right? Right. right? right. And, and you know what? This is the interesting part. And they also built this. They, went, they did a survey as to where most of their fans came from, yeah. and it was from the northern suburbs. Right. So they moved the ball club to the fans. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. No, they, they yeah. want to make it easier, right. but they also want to make some money at it. And the good for them. And, right. and the Players Association, by the way, is perfectly happy looking the other way when, <laughs> when Major League Baseball teams, you know, do the little shell game and yeah. shuffle it around because <laughs> the bottom line is the less taxes that a team has to pay uh, right. and the more they're, – they're all about, hey, you want to have money and Revenue. have it available to, to pay player salaries, we're on board. Now Go for it. Now, <laughs> if you're a – a Braves fan from the southern part of Atlanta, that is a trek to get to the new ballpark. I, there was a you few can't keep everybody happy. Right, right, well, and there were a few people that I know that live in Atlanta that said that, the, you know, going to Turner Field was like the last reason now that they had to go downtown and now they're 
<laughs> they just no yeah. one wants to go downtown there. I guess I'm not sure what that whole thing is, but yeah, it is an interesting dynamic, you know. Uh, okay. Downtown Atlanta is not, not like downtown yeah. San Diego. <laughs> That's yeah. what it sounds like to me. It's so. got traffic of downtown <laughs> L.A., though. Yeah, it, it does. <laughs> After about 2.30. Right. Um, we're going to get to the iconic Padres moment at Turner Field. But before we do, I just want to know if Bob has any lasting memories as a player from Turner Field. Is there anything that, that comes to mind for you? Nothing of a positive nature. Okay. The clubhouses were <laughs> awful. Right. The bullpen was terrible. You couldn't see anything, so you had to get chairs and sit on the roof of the bullpen to actually watch the game. Oh, man. Uh, you know, I, the, I, I told you it's the only, What's right. that? Is that f for the team bus, I would imagine, that is the worst ballpark to get in ever. You have to, like, drive three miles out of the way to get onto a one-way street to get into the ballpark. Yeah, no, your, your <laughs> bus rides there. Yeah. I mean, normally the early bus to get to the ballpark is 3.30 or something yeah. like that. On that on that one, it's 2.45. Oh, right. wow. You know, so you're Got leaving the hotel on super extra, early. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And you the last thing right. that I remember, and this is going to carry with it to the other stadium, too, is, uh, uh, Oh, yeah. Uh, you know what? I, <laughs> I I'm so over the, yeah. And I've noticed that the Braves are – it's going to be very interesting to see what, uh, what uniforms they have uh, next year when they're in a new home because I've noticed they've toned down this year an awful lot of the uh, of the Indian theme. Mm. I understand. Yeah. I'm thinking that the tomahawk dis disappears from the uniform and goes back to the old. Uh, but the tomahawk chalk, it's all that. It's annoying. Right, but all that <laughs> stuff has been has been really toned Watering down over yeah. the last couple yeah. of years. So is their yeah. fan attendance real toned down over the last well, couple of years. Well, I mean, but to tone that stuff down. <laughs> right. There's nobody in the stadium <laughs> to really right. protest why, about but it. But right? why go there right now? You know they're <laughs> moving. and Yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. And, uh, you know, wait for next year. Just, fancy new stadium. So yeah, I just remember the, Mike, the whole thing on Turner Field is how in the hell do you get there? How yeah. do you – how in the – it's so hard. You actually – you get off the freeway, you have to go away from the ballpark – then get about six streets over to find it one way, and then come back over the bridge to get <laughs> in. It's <laughs> unlike you, anything I've ever seen. What everyone doesn't know about Bill is weather and traffic. He can, I mean, he knows weather and he knows traffic. <laughs> oh, he knows guy. NASCAR too. All right, he knows NASCAR, <laughs> he knows sailing, but weather and traffic, he will tell you. Bill, 1998 NLCS, were you there at Turner Field? Yes. Okay, do you, what do you remember of that? Because that obviously is such a great moment in Potter's history. Well, I remember them losing the chance to win the, the, the N National League title here in San Diego mm -hmm. and then having to go back there, and everybody in Atlanta was thinking, we're going to take two, and we're going to – and Sterling Hitchcock pitched the game of his – Well, And it's, it's, on, it's on the screen right now. You see it. He had, he had a great – he had a great postseason, but he started with five great innings in the in the sixth game, and just shut the Braves down. And uh, even had a, he even had a drive that was uh, re recorded as an error, but uh, started the offense rolling. I thought one of the greatest moments in Padres history. Too bad it wasn't here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I agree. It's cool to watch that. It was the the fifth game was terrible because the Padres were all set up to win it and they led the game and actually Kevin Brown came in in relief and it didn't yeah, work yeah, out. I remember yeah. that. Yeah. And yeah. and it was just like shoo, the, yeah. the the wind went right out of the fans. Was that the same game the Maddox came in out of the bullpen as well? I think uh, both teams were yes, pulling everybody right. that they possibly had. I mean, right. all because they were throwing death. in. Yeah, yeah. Right. yeah. Um, the celebration afterwards. Were you in the clubhouse? Yes. And what do you, what do you, what, what was there? Champagne? Was there a lot of? Uh, yeah, well, I'm, I'm not big on celebrations. Now let's, let's, look, at the, let's look at the screen water, here. Right, We've got Bill? some, you know, people setting up. I mean. Yeah, oh, yeah. You preparing for it? Yes. You, you don't like this, Bill? 
No, I don't. I mean, I'm just not a big thing on spraying people with champagne. Never have been. This is crazy, though, because watch, you're watching this setup right here. This right. is going on in the other clubhouse as well. Right, right. because so you don't both know. Both teams right. have plastic going up. Both teams have champagne on ice. Right. Both teams have hats ready, T-shirts ready. Yeah. The players have goggles. Well, the Braves didn't because they couldn't win that day. They needed to win, too. Right, but I'm just right. saying it often happens oh, yeah. where you've well, got. In the seventh game. You're, right. Exactly, yeah. and you've got both sides going up, and there's yeah. nothing worse than watching all these guys put it up and then they just the, take it, it down, ripping it down real quick, ripping it down as fast as they possibly can, right? And trying to hide the champagne, trying yeah. to get the plastic down. Uh, you know, there are boxes of T-shirts and hats saying that you're the champion, and they've got to hide that stuff in closets. And right. you guys still see it. You know, you come in and you're down and you've lost, and you, you see the plastic line there, and you oh, there's the there's the champagne. We should oh, there's the hats. We should. Oh, it's like yeah. salt on it the wound. It is. Yeah. yeah, it's from a high to a low. But fortunately, the Padres <laughs> didn't have to experience that. Right. Day. I um. I don't mind the champagne celebrations. I mind the goggles. If you're going to do it, just do it. <laughs> don't don't dress yourself with the goggles, the goggles and right. the helmets and the whatever is like protecting you like just take it like a man. Yes. Just enjoy the champagne you know? in your eyes and go home with red bloodshot eyes. <laughs> right. Do you remember Robert Fick? Oh, Fick was the best, yeah. Fick, Fick was great. I, re <laughs> I remember his first game with the Padre as a catcher yeah. where he was going to the other team's on-deck circle and, and escorting the players <laughs> to the plate. Right. I thought that was yeah. great. But 2005, the Padres celebrate the uh, division champ or right. winning the uh, regular season yep. title. Yep. Ficky, uh, everybody's pouring champagne over everybody else's head. Yeah. Uh, Bruce Bochy has this cigar he's got going, and Fick pulls – pours a bottle of vodka over his head, which, as we know, is extremely <laughs> exactly. flat. I don't know. <laughs> and, and it also was burning poor Boach. Boach had his uh, oh. uh, eight and a quarter head on right. fire thanks right. to the cigar right. and Ficky throwing vodka. Oh, oh, and he's, uh, he was insane. telling Ficky. That could have been a tragic end. Right, the next day he's telling Ficky, you may not make the postseason roster. <laughs> that is insane. I... <laughs> I just, you know, as baseball as baseball goes, that's like a really good story. Robert Fick. You know? was, Robert <laughs> Fick was the most un, one of the most unusual characters I've ever yeah, met. Yeah, do you remember when the Royals won the won the, the World Series and they had some guys on their team that were recovering alcoholics right. and they actually chose not to have not alcohol? To, right. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah. Out of respect for them. That wow. was I thought that was yeah. great. I I do too. I think that that is great. I think Absolutely. It was Porter, wasn't it? Gary Porter that uh, yeah. they were trying to honor him. Yeah, just like we were good, back fantastic. This is not yeah, yeah. This is not cool because of what he's gone through. I yeah. love it. That's a great. That's a great note. All right, it's another baseball night in San Diego. All fan giveaway Saturday, September 10th, when the Padres play the Rockies at 540. All fans in attendance will receive a Padres-themed USB charger presented by T-Mobile. Get tickets today at Padres.com. I need like 10 of those. All right, we'll be back with more Padres Social Hour. Tweet us, hashtag PadresSH. We'll be right back. You want to talk Padres? Lucky for you, we're doing exactly that. This is Padres Social Hour from the AMR studio inside Petco Park. Welcome back to Padres Social Hour. Good morning. If you're just waking up, you still have time to tune in. So thank you very much. I love it. You know what I love? <laughs> when they, in between when the coming in, when they show that big picture of Tony yeah. on the wall. Yeah. yeah. I had a chance to give a tour to some friends of mine yesterday here at the ballpark, and we went past the Hall of Fame, and just to walk by Tony's plaque. Right. It's cool. It was oh really yeah. cool. It was touching once again. I just to be able to stop there for a moment yeah. and just, you know, pay respect. Tony, thank you. Thank that you for everything that you did. It's just right. such a great memory that we have. You there. have mentioned something that that corner, the Hall of Fame, mm -hmm. the, that has probably my, become my most fa favorite corner of the ballpark. Yeah, yeah. It's cool on the weekends um, when there's no games or anything. You'll see people lining up and to take that photo, and they'll just be tourists or whoever they are. They're just in town. 
but they're lining up to take <coughs> a photo by the statue. And also the other weekend when I was walking through Park at the Park, um, people going into the Hall of Fame, the museum, and yes. just kind of, there was no game going on or nothing, but they mm. were, you know, just touring through there. And it was nice to see people in there and checking it out and everything like that. Yeah. So if you haven't been there, you, you really do need to check it out. Yep. It's really good. Um, all right, mm. we're going to go to the Cholula hot seat. Are you ready? Uh-oh. You ready we're to be on the, on the hot, hot seat? seat over here, aren't we, right. Bill? <laughs> exactly. So <laughs> it's September 1st, which means we get to talk standings. Finally, it's like legit to talk standings. It's and okay. What's happen. It's, yeah, yes. it's not overreaction right. right now anymore. Um, so there's a few good races going on. So I think we should start with the AL East. The AL East actually a little bit sponged up with Toronto, with Boston, Baltimore, the Yankees. Yeah, I would say that. That's about what you got. You yeah. got the Rays da- down there at the bottom. The Yankees are trying to get back in it, huh? Yeah, the Yankees sold at the deadline. They're only two, what, two back? Well, no, they're six back right there right. from the top. But well, yeah, they're, they're, they're in the back race. A, two back yeah. in the wild card race. Right, I don't know how card. they're doing it without a fraud. I just, I no. mean, it's beyond me. It's incredible. A fraud. I like a fraud. Oh, did that slip out? Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry about that. I like that. I had, that's a good one. I like that. I think... I think a little addition by subtraction. I maybe was just going to say the same thing: addition yeah. by subtraction. Getting him out of the clubhouse, yeah. get, m- removing him from the whole mix. Everybody else breathes easier. You brought up a couple of really young guys, introduced them to some guys. I mean, you didn't really want to do that with a Rod around because yeah. he's the whole show. Yeah. All right. Well, what about the AL Wild Card? Let's throw that one up there. Here, we'll take a look at that. That one, you know, th- there's five on the screen right now, but really there's seven in the race because we're, you've got the Red Sox, the Orioles, the Tigers, but then you've got the Astros, the Yankees, the Royals, and the Mariners um, all around that 69-68 bunching there. They're not on the screen, but they're definitely in the race. So who do you think there? Who do you think is going to run away with it? Or well is there any sleeper? In my mind, here's the thing. The last month of the season, you're playing a lot of games in the division, and you've got the Toronto Red Sox, Orioles, and the Yankees all fighting for the same thing. All and beat I, each other up. Right. And I think you could have mm-hmm. a division winner, but the other three teams get eliminated, uh, could be eliminated from the wild card just because they're playing each other so much. I agree. And the other interesting thing, and I haven't looked at the scheduling for the Tigers, but they've been surging lately. Right. So I always look at teams yeah. who's coming on strong right. here down the stretch right. because the other teams, if they're failing, not only are they showing signs of fatigue, right. but then they start looking in that rearview mirror, right. and then it becomes fatigue with panic. Right. Bad combination. <laughs> exactly. And you got, I mean, it's, you know that it's so hard when you're playing, when you've got four teams from your division all involved in it, it's very hard to make gains because you're just beating up exactly. on each other. Yep. All right, quick look at the NL West here. It's interesting, you know, the Giants were surging, and then they fell behind. Now you've got the Dodgers t- on top there. Uh, and then you've got some really good races, obviously, in this last month. So, and it's funny to see. I mean, the Rockies, you know, on paper, I don't know. They're, no, they're in, the wi- in the wild card on paper, they're not too far back, which is a yeah, it's an interesting thing. Yeah, but they have to thing. climb over so many teams <laughs> ain't going to happen. Yeah, that's, that's the problem. You've got seven other teams yeah. that you're, you're battling with there. But Dodgers, like and Dodgers and Giants, I think, are going to be – I mean, the yeah, Giants the Dodgers are really the Giants, struggling. Yeah. So I was being a little bit sarcastic with, with A-Fraud and the Yankees, like how are they doing with that? I mean, right. how are the Dodgers staying alive without Kershaw? Right. right. That's it's pretty amazing, impressive. Though, um, he, w- having been on the disabled list – his stats and everything. I mean, he still leads. The he's still your he leads all the pitchers. <laughs> yeah, he's still tops in war. He's his ERA is the low. I mean, I know that's you know hasn't had but as many. They've played pitched, better since Kershaw's yeah. gone than they were when he was their ace. Yeah. It's really strange. Yeah. But he could come back now and be healthy for the postseason, right? right. I mean, he's. Great point, Annie, because th- that's one of those silver lining issues where you lose your your stud right. player, whether he's yeah. a position guy or a pitcher. More often, you worry about it with pitchers. But then all of a sudden, you look if you if you survive it, 
Now you've got a guy coming back at the end, like you said, yeah. that's got a month or two less uh, drain on his arm, and those guys actually surge sometimes and get, get you through the playoffs simply because they're fresh. So If you're Bruce Bochy and you've had the injuries and now this mm. team's in a slump, yeah. what's, what's your th- – you know, how are you confident? What are what's your mental frame? <laughs> well, you know, Boach is always so calm, right. cool, and collected. Right. We'll uh, we'll pull this out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he got any luck? It's Buzzard's luck, yeah. you know. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> he's 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 the master at keeping guys calm in these situations. So we mentioned earlier the fatigue that sets in, and some of the teams will also have panic. There will be no panic yeah. with the San Francisco Giants, partially because of Bruce Bochy, also because of the leadership that they do have in place right. with Posey and the other guys right. on the field. Uh, if they stay healthy enough, they'll mentally be strong enough to get it through. And it's an even year, Bill. It's, it's an even year. Even year, <laughs> right? Real hey, quick. High marks to Dave Roberts. Yeah. For getting the for getting the Dodgers pulling them. Doc's been outstanding. Right. Yeah, he's been real good. Um, we got to go to break. but And I, if you want to talk more about it after break, we can. Mm-hmm. But can Kershaw be a Cy Young mm-hmm. contender? Can he get it this year? If he pitches enough innings, say he gets healthy and he comes back, you think he has it? Before I take you off the Cholula hot seat. Uh, I'd have to no. see where, it's, where where the numbers are standing right now in terms of how much he's fallen back. Yeah, I think he's just. But I'm, but you know, I know a lot of people want to start look at the war and all these other internal yeah. type no. things. I'm sorry, that's you got to some of that stuff it, you, on the track. I, I think you got to be there all year. I mean, what? I don't know if you have to, you, not all he's year. So dominant. Right. I mean, that's why I'm curious. And uh, I guess let's, let's pick it up after the break. We'll pick it up after the break. All right, we'll stay on the Cholula hot seat, but for now, uncapped real flavor with Cholula hot sauce. It's not too early, guys. The hot sauce with the iconic wooden cap and the official hot sauce of the San Diego Padres. <laughs> Put it on your donuts. Put it on your donuts. We'll be back with more Padres Social Hour. Tweet us, hashtag PadresSH. We'll be right back. From analysis of what's happening on the field with your Padres to insights on everything MLB, we've got it right here. This is Padres Social Hour. Welcome back to Padres Social Hour. Good Thursday morning to you. We are going to pick up that Kershaw conversation later in the show because we've got a little bit of farming to do with Bill here. Farming? We're going to go down on the farm <laughs> with like Bill that. Center, presented by Pacifico. <laughs> farming. I, I, like the, I like your farming music, yeah. by the way. Yeah. Uh, yeah, okay. it makes me. <laughs> I really think we should get that graphic up of you with the. With the pitchfork? Yeah, maybe maybe yeah. at the end. All right. So <laughs> we want to first congratulate the Chihuahuas Woo. because they have clinched the division. They are playoff bound. They are. Excited. Right. Yeah. So that's exciting. Oh, it's always good to yeah. be seven up w- or six <laughs> up with five to go. Sure. I love this. I do too. It's a winning team. And as much as they talk about development in the minor leagues, yeah. part of development is learning how to win. These right. guys have won. They have and won. You, get the play, you get the experience. Second Absolutely. straight year they won the Pacific or the Pacific South title. So. A credit to them for sure. Right. All right. So let's get into a bill. Manny Margot. What do you got on Manny Margot Mar- today? Had a great week. I mean, he's uh, the AAA player of the week, uh, 11 for third. I mean, he had a really good week last week, uh, had three triples, uh, great leadoff hitter, and now he leads a PCL in assists, member of the PCL postseason all-star team along with three of his teammates. Uh, half the position players come from El Paso. Mm-hmm. Manny Margot had a great week, 11 for 31. Good. Good to see. Love it. Oh, good guy. I, and he is such a dynamic – I love speed. I love speed, speed. everywhere. Speed will – yeah, speed kills. Shows right. up every day. Right. Yeah, yeah. As long as you don't pull a hammy. <laughs> That's the only problem with it, right? <laughs> okay, Chris Huffman. Chris Huffman. Chris Huffman, uh, Texas uh, Texas League play, uh, Pitcher of the Week. Or no, excuse me, California League Pitcher, pitcher of the, of the Week. week. Uh, Seven-inning shutout game. Uh, 
Huffman's another guy. Probably will move to Double A next year. A little bit under the radar, but has been coming on and uh, always good. I mean, I love those guys that make uh, Player of the Week in the Cal League and the and the, what the Double A league. Yeah, no relation to the other Huffman, like Royce Huffman and no. The, okay, different family. Right, right. Okay, six one. Yep. Big guy. Big guy. Uh, no, it's not so no, much. Yeah. Big guys are like this. Yeah, because big guys like scan. <laughs> right. <laughs> All right, love Peter Van Peter Van Gansen. Right, Peter Van Gansen. second baseman. In fact, he was the he was eight for twelve last week and two nights ago for the Tin Caps made an amazing play at second base. It's if you oh. if you look at uh, the uh, you, you can see it on Twitter if you t- uh, tweet uh, Tin Caps that they've it was on their website last awesome. night. Great play at second base. Eight for twelve last week. He's a guy that's been coming on. Uh, Fort Wayne, by the way, just re-upped their working relationship with the Padres. Good. And they play in one of the nicest little ballparks in minor league baseball, Parkview Field in downtown Fort Wayne. Like That's one to check guy. out if you're around Ooh. there. Yeah. I enjoyed watching him hit right there. Nice, yeah. nice little load. Nice, yeah. nice. You know, the other interesting thing, when you start talking about 8 out of 12 or a little hitting streak, whatever it may be, and you start, oh, well, it's an A ball. It's yeah. the big deal. You know what? It's tougher to do that in A ball yeah. than it is the big leagues because you got the guys throwing the are ball all over, over the place. Exactly. Yeah. So nothing to. And we're gonna we need to chat granted. a little if we can before the end of the show about Carlos Aswahe, who PCL rookie, rookie of the year, rookie, rookie of, the year. of the year. So hopefully we will get to that. But we do want to say thank you for joining us down on the farm. And if uh, I could go down on the farm, there we go. Good. <laughs> Find my down on the farm. <laughs> What kind of okay. farm would you, you like do some to digging head? to get uh, I would go down the farm. I'm down the farm presented by Pacifico, a rich Corn logger fields. born in Mazatlan, brought home by surfers, now waiting to be discovered by, discovered by you. Discover Pacifico. We'll be back with more Padres Social Hour. Hashtag Padres SH on Twitter. See you after the break. We're talking Padres all season long. This is Padres Social Hour, coming to you from the AMR studio inside the team store. Welcome back to Padres Social Hour. Thursday morning, the Padres getting ready to take on the Braves in Atlanta. So we are going to take a look at the lineup presented by United Airlines, proud partner of the San Diego Padres. So you take a look at it. Travis Jankowski leading off. You got Will Myers hitting second. Solarte, Alex Dickerson in the cleanup spot. Schimpf, Oswaldo back again. Sanchez, Luis Sardinius, and Cosart today pitching. Uh, you know, anything, I, don't, I don't know if anything stands out, but we're going to find out because we're going to move to the Supercuts head-to-head challenge. We're going right? to get right after we're it. We're going to get right after yeah. it. I'm going to go with the guy that's going to get the most at bats today, Bill. I'm going to go but with But don't, don't, not yet, not yet. Oh. I got I to tee you up. I got to tee you up. Oh, I thought you, you were giving it right to me. I know, I, I know. It's my fault. Right to you said it's go right to it. Blooper, 66 points. The couch, 54. I'm a little rusty, guys. Blooper, you're coming back to the pack. Talk about fatigue and panic setting in. I think Blooper's a prime example. Look. All right, Blooper had Jan. Jankowski last night. Derek had Alex Dickerson. Dickerson was one for three with a walk. Jankowski was 0 for four. Derek wins. The couch wins. So, Bob, you now get to pick first. Yeah, I'm going with Officially. Travis Jankowski because <laughs> that's who Blooper went with yesterday. It didn't pan out for him. Right guy, wrong day, Blooper. Ooh. I've got him today, and he's going to take you down. I like it. I like the confidence. <laughs> See, you yes. need confidence as a Look ball player. Look at Blooper's been in the Pretending like he doesn't even hear now. you. I'm, uh, I'm going to go with Schimpf. Ah, good pick. That doesn't yeah, seem that confident. That's a good pick. That's a good pick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just that Bill really, I mean, Bob really sold it. So and it It's was all like, about the sell. 
you know? Pressure's on. Win or not, I'm believing. Look at the sweat <laughs> beating up on his forehead. Well, he's peeking in the rear view. He's so nervous over there. He can't. He's going to yeah. blow this in gigantic lead. He was up by, what, 30 at some point I during the season? I'm not going to blow the lead. You're he's blowing it. It's fine. happening. You're September. living it right now, Blue. Now that the calendar page is You ever heard of Bobby Thompson? Yes, I actually watched a Bobby Do- uh, Thompson documentary two okay, nights ago. Okay, great. Uh-huh. Sure, that's going to be you on the losing side, Greg Norman. All right, it's Supercuts. <laughs> they pay attention to every detail. The cut, the lines, the hot towel finish so you can feel sharp, clean, and ready to go. Find a Supercuts near you at supercuts.com. We will be right back with more Padres Social Hour and a little Kershaw talk. Join us after the break. Get ready for every Padres game with us. Coming to you from inside the team store at Petco Park, this is Padres Social Hour. Welcome back to Padres Social Hour. Final segment before the Padres take on the Braves in Atlanta. Final game of the series. All right, we were talking a little bit about Clayton Kershaw before the break a few segments ago and whether he could be a Cy Young winner this year. Now he, I think, I believe needs 41 more innings to even contend for some stats. Right. Um, he's been on the DL with some back problems, but could come back and make a postseason run. So I want your take on it, whether he's in the mix or not. He's not my Cy Young mix. He's missed too many. You've got guys like Bumgarner and Arietta who've been out there every day and, and winning games and putting in innings. He's not, I mean, I like Clayton Kershaw. He's great. But I don't have him in my Cy Young mix this year. If it had been six games, five or six right. games that he was short, but you look at it, he's already ten games right. behind those other guys no, right now. Right. And even if he qualifies for the innings, I agree with you, Bill. If there's just too much time that he's missed, and if somebody starts trying to go into the analytics of it and saying, well, he still has the best war and all this other kind yeah. of stuff, Give come on, you got to show up and right. take the ball every fifth right. day. And what it's unfortunate. He's the best out there when he's out there, but he's, I think he's just missed too much time at this right. point. What if he comes back and, like, leads the Dodgers into this big, huge postseason Good for Amazing. him. Good for the Dodgers. <laughs> I was just yeah. going to say, you know, it's good for <laughs> yeah. him, right? Yeah. Uh, but it but doesn't, it doesn't no, play into – missed too much time at this point to okay. be a Cy Young contender, right. in my opinion. Okay. Mine too. Yeah. All right. Well, then there you have it. There's the couch, and that's the opinion, and we're going with it. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry there's not more debate on <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah, right? <laughs> okay. Well, real quick, um, before we go, Carlos Aswahe, Bill, I just want to touch on him. PCL Rookie of the Year. A right. big honor. Absolutely. So, good for him. Yeah, at one of four – one of four players in the PCL All-Star team. Yeah. Margot, Renfro, Aswahi, and Austin Hedges. A big credit to those guys, of course, and we will be following along on that playoff run as well. We want to wish a happy birthday to Luigi. Luigi! <laughs> yeah. Happy birthday, my friend. For Bob Scanlon, for Bill Center, for Nikki, Maddie, and Seth, thank you so much for watching. Enjoy the game, everybody.